0: What's going on Say Loud Podcast once again it is your host Boogie the Beast. Thank you so much for tuning in on SoundCloud and iTunes. Hopefully getting to the website coming soon. But y'all didn't hear that from me, but you did. Maxie back at one of my old jobs talking to one of my old bosses, old friends, big brother. Not only did I grow up with, but um, I've literally seen go from high school um, to college vaguely because I was very young. Um, his father cut my hair. And now he's cut my hair for over 10 years. Um, Now he's a teacher and he also owns his own barbershop. And I just wanted to get the insight, Uh, the man behind the clippers and uh, the man that you've uh, probably either heard me talk about or, you know, you need to hear me talk about. Without further ado, my man, Mr. Arthur Knox, Jr. What's up, guys? What's going on? My man, my man. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Kind of just wanted to get the insight, not only about being a barber, but being a business owner. Um, and, you know, having a college, you know, education behind it and all that stuff. So, you know, without further ado, you know, just tell people a little bit about yourself. It's not a dating app. You know what I'm saying? I'm not pimping you out there, but, you know, just <laughs> where you're from and, you know, what you went through to get to where you are.
1: Yes, folks. So, yeah, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, born and raised. Shout out. Shout out 602-480-623. 928. To everybody. <laughs> born and raised, Phoenix, Arizona, Little bit about myself. Uh, attended uh, St. Mary's High School. Shout out to the Knights from the Knights out there. Jeez. Uh, went to and then after St. Mary's, attended Arizona State University. Uh, shout that's out to better. The that's better than the school down there in uh, Northern Mexico. We call U of a, <laughs> the U of A Wildcats, also called the U of A Kitties. But now shout out to them too because they still part of the state of Arizona. But uh, yeah, I attended the grade School of uh, Arizona State. Um, like I said, I uh, attended school there, and I thought, about, you know, I got my uh, degree finished up. Thought I wanted to, you know, get into teaching, which I got my degree in interdisciplinary studies, so it was a uh, uh, part history and part education. Hmm. But I decided that I wanted to stick to the field of barbering, which I did. So I took over the barbershop in 2008 after college, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. Uh, working at the barbershop, which is called Arthur's Hair Design. Located on 802 South 15th Avenue. Shout out to that plug right there. Phoenix, Arizona, (laughs) zip code 85007, as well as I do teach at the uh, Barber College that we also own. And it's called Universal Barber College. And that's located on 1202 South 7th Avenue, Phoenix, Arizona, 85007. Definitely come check us out. Definitely, definitely. So going back to what he said, uh, out of high school,
0: went to St. Mary's, uh, you graduated what year from I 10? graduated
1: two thousand and three.
0: So two thousand and three. So you were there at the same time as Channing Fry, yep,
1: right? That's and then my guy, Channing
0: Fry. Right before Jared Bayless. Jared Bayless, I know him was too. A that's, fresh my, that's my young guy. Okay, okay. And you were on the basketball team. Yep. Did you ever think, you know, like being around that team and all that stuff, like what you were doing versus what you went to college for and all that stuff. Did you ever think like I'm going to go to the next level to play basketball, or was it kind of just so, a?
1: So you always <clears throat> had love for sports, but then at the end of the day, you got to realize that not everybody is going to be successful, make it make it to the top of uh, of sports, which mm-hmm. would be professionally. Like everybody has aspiration and dreams to, you know, be that that hero, that you know? guy, yeah, be that guy, mm-hmm. make it in sports. So uh, I basically kind of took that same mindset and took it to the field of barbering. And basically, I feel like I'm just successful and I'm around the same guys that I grew up watching uh, on TV, as well as guys that are currently playing, too, in uh, both fields of sports, basketball, football, baseball. That's what's up. So when you went off to
0: college um, and you got your degree, um, did you and then you said you, you took over right
1: after college. So you were twenty. Two what was that 2008 so yeah that was uh 10 years ago so i was Ooh. actually 23 23 years old came you in took over the barber yep. shop my jordan year came Man. into my jordan year and
0: and the crazy thing was uh like i said guys his dad used to cut my hair he wasn't my first barber but he was a barber in my first barber shop that i used to get my hair cut at same side over here on the over here on the south but um and then you took over at 23 years old what was it like knowing or you know your dad's basically setting you up to this is going to be your business. Um, kind of going through high school to
1: college, you know, just knowing your dad and what he did. Yeah, like like uh, like I was just uh, telling my students actually earlier today. we were talking about that. One of them asked me that type of question, and uh, like I told them, you got to. I didn't want to disappoint. Like I feel like my dad built the business, and I wanted to keep it. You know, building it further and make it even better, and that was my goal. And I like I said, I didn't want to disappoint. You know, a lot of times kids will get businesses, they'll take it over, and they'll run it into the ground. But my goal is to: how can we make it better? What can I do to succeed, even, even to a further, even to a higher level? So that's what I did. Uh, basically, you know, like I said, I didn't want to disappoint, and I always say, I, I tell them what, what's called my why. Like I had to figure out what's my why. Mm. Why, why? Why am I doing this? You know, like a lot of times you get, they'll tell you, you know, you'll do something. You just like, oh, I'm doing this because I have to do it, or I'm forced to do it. Uh, I had I, to, yeah, right? I had to. I really don't want to do it, but my goal was, like I said, I had to find my, like my why. What's my why? Like, why do I want to do this this thing? Because, mm-hmm. of course, why well, I want to be successful, as well as I don't want to disappoint. In doing so,
0: definitely. Um, where do you think your the passion or? the drive of not only just not disappointing like you said your father or your family but uh, where where does your passion for actually cutting hair go because it is technically I mean you know in my in my eyes it's an art because some not just your name no pun intended but you're sitting down or somebody's sitting down in your chair and they're telling you this is how I want to look for the next you know x amount of weeks and so I need another cut and they're trusting you to design or cut like where does your passion for actually cutting come from or, like, going
1: into? So, uh, I mean, if you got pride in yourself, you should uh, have passion in whatever field you're doing. So, I got pride in myself, so I take pride in my work. So, basically, uh, when a person comes and sits down in a chair, you know, they tell you how they want it. If it's a first-time customer or, if it's a, or a person you've been cutting for a long time, Facts. you kind of already know how they want to do it. So, you got to take pride in that cut. You want to make that person feel like that's you in the chair. So, I know I don't want nobody to mess my hair up, so... At the same time, I don't want to mess that person's hair up, so I take pride in my work, and it's also a walking billboard. That person, they get, you get done with that haircut, uh, they leave out those doors out of your place of business, they're going to go to the mall, they're going to go to Target, they're going to go to Fry's, they're going to go to all these different places, church, uh, may, might go to a concert. So they're a walking billboard. So that could make them or break them as well as make them or break you. Because mm. you got to look at it. I look at it, haircutting. It's a it's residual income. So if this person, you know, they might come once a week. They might come every other week. But that's residual. They're coming back to you. They're coming back. So that could either be a good haircut or a bad haircut. And that's why I said it's the walking billboard. And you never know who they might come across or who they might encounter. And that could make you or break you too because that could get you more customers or they might say, you know what? Whoever cut your hair, you need a new barber. (laughs) So I definitely say take pride in your work. And that's whatever passion, like whatever you do in life, whatever field that you're in, take passion in it and have pride in what you do.
0: Mm. So running a barbershop, obviously, you know, you're not a a one-chair hero. Um, Like you said, it, it takes a team and it takes, you know, uh, family around you so when you're not at the barber school and I'll kind of get to that in a little bit but when you're actually at your um, campus or your site um, how do you pick or what what were the steps to picking like a good barber because obviously you you train and, and grew the barbers and it was kind of like you know watching him quote-unquote grow in the in the prospects and yeah you're like hey I want you to come cut it yeah sock. definitely
1: I, I think definitely a uh, personality I feel like you got to have a good personality uh, as far as that goes uh, your co- co-worker or your co-workers you want to make sure that they that you like that you vibe with them mm. vibe with them as well as they vibe with the environment the customers around them and also they got to have thick skin because at the same time it's it, it becomes it's not even a job after a while because we're having fun up there We're we be we, talking yeah we talk we joke uh, uh, we uh, talk about sports uh, we debate. Like, so you definitely got to have thick skin And you got to be able to interact with people And interact with the public So definitely you got to have a good personality But also you do have to have some skills too as well The cut But definitely personality will take you a long ways Uh, What about the barbershop do you think is one of the Like
0: just the whole, like when you think of like Movie, cinematic barbershop—you know, camaraderie, or like you said, the vibe and all that stuff. What is it that do you think makes a bar makes or breaks a barbershop? Sometimes
1: what makes or breaks a barbershop—the environment, the people that are in there, the people that come in, your customers, like uh, the just the customers—they make the shop, right? I I, I like uh, that's why I don't like uh, appointments. I like uh, just walk-ins because you create the atmosphere. You have appointments, it kind of takes away from. Having like a group of guys in the shop and everybody sitting there, you know, conversing and and just talking shit, shooting the shit like whether you lying or telling the truth. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, like you hear about these uh, these uh, tall tales. Oh, we hear tall tales every day on the Daily basis? Oh, man. Basis. Rest in peace to Fred. Yeah, rest R&P in peace to, to Fred. Fred. See, man. that's one of the guys that made our shop, Fred. Mr. Fred, like we said, rest in peace. He uh, he said he fought Muhammad Ali. He taught yeah, Muhammad to Ali the rope, though. He also said at fifty, he uh, he kept getting punched in the face by Mike Tyson. He sparred with him, and Mike Tyson could never knock him out. And he was like, "Who is this guy?" Or he said his first touchdown run was uh, was uh, two hundred yards. Two hundred yards. He said he ran t- backwards. Yeah, forward. he took the ball, ran one way, and then ran back the other way and scored. So uh, you got different guys like that. Different like uh, people that come in. They make that shop. They make the environment. They make people want to come to the shop. It makes customers want to come in, or even when they're not there, customers like, oh, where's so and so at? When the last time you seen them? So definitely that it's environment. It's Definitely that environment uh, makes it makes it like lovely to come to work on a daily basis.
0: You know, at, at your at your age of uh, professional, being a barber and also being a teacher, um, what do you think? is more of a passion for you now do you still enjoy cutting as much as you do the teaching side or do you think teaching now is starting to um kind of overtake in a sense
1: uh i enjoy both still because uh, like uh, as far as the teaching side doing the teaching side is it, great uh like we said uh, i enjoy coming in uh teaching the students as far as like we do theory in the morning uh, and then after that we get on the floor you know and, and actually do haircuts so it's good to see like a student from like from their starting point to their midpoint to their finisher point that's always good to, to see that but as well as by me teaching them it kind of keeps me sharp and keeps me on my game so it makes me in fact enjoy going to the shop and cutting too uh definitely
0: okay do you think that uh Working with your working with your dad, or you know, because he's the the quote unquote head dean, I guess, or professor. Um, is that something that like you know when you were growing up that you were like, this is what I wanted to do, or now you're kind of like, man, I'm like at the same level as my dad. Like,
1: yeah, you, it's like you got to separate like dad and and, and co worker relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of got to separate it. But we we over the years we've like we work as a team, so there's definitely. Uh, it's it's real easy to work, you know, with him as well as him. You know, I hope he can work with me too.
0: Right. Uh, one last question for the little part. Um, when, you know, when talking about uh, the barbering school, um, and a lot of people kind of go independent versus uh, being in a shop. In a sense, like, what uh, can you just talk through? Like, how long the school pipeline is usually? I okay. mean, I could, but you know, I, I ain't accredited. I yeah. used to just work here.
1: So yeah, the school it, it's uh Fifteen hundred hours. That's the state state board of barbering. That's what they uh, the that's what they want you to do. Fifteen hundred hours to uh, complete barbering, complete the actual field of study, and then after that, you could take your state board, which would be your written and your practical exam. Mm -hmm. But it takes uh, I say on average nine and a half to ten months to finish. But you get up to a year to finish here. Uh, So and and uh, what I like though, like I said. You got to crawl before you can walk. You got to walk before you can run, and then you got to run before you can fly. So that's what we say, you know, dude, go to school. That's the the best thing, you know, go to school. Don't take a shortcut. Because I, I feel like you're like you're not a barber until you finish fully finish school. You're just, instead of being a barber, you're just somebody that cuts hair. You mm. just cut people's hair. You're not an actual barber. So get certified. And I feel like if you get certified, the more money you make. Like, money, I'm sure money is decent if you don't have your license, but it'll get even greater once you get your license, for sure. You are now tuned into the one and only. The- say it loud. Yo, say it loud. Say it loud.
0: Come on now,
1: dog. Best podcast I've ever listened to. Say it loud. I say it loud
0: podcast. It's loud. And we are back with the second part of this episode, sitting down with my man, Mr. Arthur Knox. This is still Boogie the Beast, and this is still Say It Loud podcast. Wanted to give you guys just kind of an insight, not only into his personal life, um, but a little bit into the intro or introduction of barbering. And now I want to kind of get into um, those who are out there who either have, um, you know, a career interest in it or are already in it and uh you know he's not going to give away everything but um you know just give away kind of what it feels like to be in his seat and you know have years of experience so this this next part uh, you better be listening um so you know like like we talked about you went the, the traditional route uh, you know went on got your license own a barbershop residuals billboards um and now you're at that point where a lot of people come to you and you've had to actually turn people down um, not because of, you know, like, oh, I just don't want to cut you, but because, hey, unfortunately, you know, I'm busy. But when it comes to being a celebrity barber, um, you know, like, what what was the first – when did you first know that you had the blessings of being, you know,
1: a high stylist or high high fashion, <laughs> fly fashion barber? I'm going to correct Jordan on a celebrity. I don't see myself as a celebrity barber uh, I feel Whoops. like I feel like everybody that gets in your chair as a celebrity, and I'm gonna treat you like a celebrity while you're in the chair. But I mean, That's I have love. I have been blessed though to uh, you know cut like I've cut uh, over a hundred and some athletes, like I said, from across uh, NBA, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, I've done I've done a segment with uh, Sunday Night Football, Football Night in America. I'm uh, I've, I'm right now working on a project I did with YouTube. Uh, and I've done uh, the NFL Honors Award cut uh, players for that too. So I mean, I've done some stuff. But like I said, everybody I see is a is a celebrity. You know, in my chair, I'm gonna make you feel like that because you gotta you gotta be thankful for the people that come. You know, those people that work those nine to five. Those people that are are electricians. Those people that are uh, are construction workers. Those people that you know uh, that have everyday working jobs, nine to fives. Because uh, without them. You know, where would your shop be? Mm. You know, those people that come and sit in that chair that are here every week. Because, you know, at the end of the day, athletes, uh, like I said, they come and go. They, they're they here today, uh, you know, gone tomorrow because there's no loyalty in sports. But a good thing about these people that, that work for APS, SRP, uh the city of phoenix or the state of arizona they're they're gonna be here mm-hmm. you know they're gonna be here and they come every day and they you know so i'm I'm thankful for that that's why i said i don't really like the the term celebrity barber i just like i said everybody's a celebrity to me
0: i like that i like that approach my i didn't mean to my bad i didn't mean to give you a wrong title oh no you nah, You good you good, <laughs> um, you, good. you know with, with that though like when uh or you know, since like like you said, the residuals and all that stuff, um, is it hard because, you know, you own a barbershop and, you know, you want to obviously be there for those people during your working hours. But then, hey, can you come out here? Can you do this? Um, you know, how do you find or where do you find the balance of can you just come into the shop versus I'm going to come over? Like, I'm sure you've had 20 hour days before. Of cutting. Yeah, for
1: sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, recently this past weekend, I worked till like 1 a.m., and my day started uh, before eight o'clock on uh, Friday, mm. so it's a lot of it's a lot of sacrifice, a, a lot of hard work uh, doing that, as well as you know you got to have me time. Like I still I, I enjoy working out, so I go to the gym too. But That's... I got to find that balance. I definitely have to find that balance. But uh, cutting hair, and once you start getting successful, yeah, you will have long hours. You definitely have long hours. And I, I like I said, I work. Uh, I like to say, you know, Tuesday through Saturday is my schedule, but some days I work on a Monday, I might work on Sunday. So I feel like uh, I work, I say eight days a week because mm. I like it doesn't stop, but feel like all the days are connected.
0: How does the advertisement of, you know, keeping that business coming back, like obviously, like you say, you're going to have your consistent bar or your consistent, um, haircuts or your clients, um, or just walk-ins like you said, but like how does the advertising part of barbering work? Like, are you do you still pay for like your ads to get out? or Are you all uh, just word of mouth now?
1: Yeah, I feel part? like uh, I feel like it's word of mouth. I treat it like uh, I treat it like a, how millionaires do. You get to the point where uh, if you're a millionaire, you don't have time to to work on certain projects, so you have other people do it for you. So, I mean, for instance, uh, like say I get a client in a chair and he's coming back you know, back to me all the time, you know, that residual income. So then I'll say, Hey, when you leave out these doors, do you get um do people ask you where you get your haircut at? So then a lot of them will be like, Yeah, all the time. So then bingo, idea goes off. I don't have time to be out here trying to advertise and pass out cards. So then I let you know let my clients do it for me, or as well as just give people uh, my number. Or now, thanks to technology, we have all these social media platforms. So you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. So it's definitely ways to get yourself out there uh, due to the advancement of technology. Uh, so that's that's a that's a helpful part too as well.
0: How many heads do you think you cut in an average average day? Not a busy day, average day.
1: Uh, that's hard to say because I feel like now <laughs> it's always busy. I was just gonna, I was it's gonna take busy. that <laughs> I look up on a Tuesday or Wednesday and I'm like, why are all you people here? Like, go home, you know, go home. But I mean, it's just one of those things. But that's a that's a blessing too. Right. It's a blessing to be busy, and it makes the days go by fast. But definitely a total blessing. Some you should never take for granted. Would would you say fifteen and twenty heads is is a yeah, that's a reasonable number. A, totally, day. a yeah, totally. Whew. That's a reasonable number.
0: Um, what, what's the what is the most? Uh, how could I ask that? I was gonna say, what's the most? If you don't mind asking, the most honorable cut you've ever done. Like, was it the first time you cut your dad's hair before? You know, he, his dad's bald, but before you know, like, was that it? Like, is has there been a, a person that you that you've cut or
1: somebody called you and was like, I would love to cut? You know, in the sense that you were uh-huh. like most honorable. Not really. Like I just, like I said, I'm big on just whoever gets in my chair. I'm always honored and, and delighted to cut your hair. OK. OK. So yeah, I don't really put people on a pedestal. So I just I respect kinda, that. You could have said me, but it's cool. Yeah. Or Adi,
0: even though Adi, you know, I put him in your chair, but it's all good. I just wanted to talk that shit. Yeah, yeah You, you, you copy an
1: Adi's haircut, too. <laughs> God damn it. He had to say that. Um shots out the Adi Body by Adi. Body by Adi fitness. You need a uh, personal trainer, go check him out, hit him up.
0: Deadass, dead ass. My God, man, he's doing good things. Um would you say with, with copying or whatever, uh, haircuts and all that stuff, do you see like how like do you see how fast trends come and go? Obviously, like I want like have people ever walked in and be like, make my hair look like this guy or something course, like that. Of
1: course, of uh, course. like everything, everything is it comes in cycles, like right. everything from the clothing to uh definitely haircuts like uh you know people wearing the fades with the with the nappy top or the dreads on top I mean the Waynons brothers they were doing that back you know to early 2000s 90s they were wearing those haircuts so a lot of stuff comes in cycles but of course you got you got a lot of people that come in and they'll be like they'll show you a picture be like uh, I want this cut and I and uh especially some of the guys like we got a couple uh uh, guys that come in, they'll be like, they will want like three different haircuts in one. Let me get the the swaggy P with the <laughs> with the usher, with the uh, Nate Robinson or, or or the or the Jimmy Butler. They they ask for all those type of haircuts, so you know it's pretty funny. Like man, that's these are like three different haircuts, but we'll make it look good for you. Yeah. Or, or let me get the the number twenty seven, the number twelve, and the and the fourteen knowing damn well their hair don't look like that but we'll give you that illusion <laughs> we'll oh, give man. you what you want give you what you ask for <laughs> for sure i feel
0: like that's one of the the funniest but hardest things uh is like i said you know creating that art do you ever do competitions or like the whole like styling conventions and all that stuff so here? yeah
1: I've, I've never done any competitions but i've definitely uh been a judge i've had the privilege of uh of judging some competitions, which have been cool. Uh, I did a little couple of demos as far as on stage too, which was uh, fun. I did one with my guy at uh, I did one with my guy at uh, Lefty's Barbershop, Shop. Uh, Shouts out to Brandon McFadden. Uh, we did a, a little uh, one uh, one haircut. We did two barbers on one haircut. So wow. he, he started on one side, I started on the other side, and we kind of met in the middle. And did that. That was pretty cool. We had a crowd around us. I was that was like really the first time I was super nervous because it was like claustrophobic. You had all these people gathering around trying to And then to, you got another barber to, on yeah. it. You can't grab his head yeah. and turn it. <laughs> yeah, so it was kinda like we did a little teamwork, but it all in all, it came out it came out really well. We uh we killed that one. That's uh so yeah. Do you feel like there's a difference between um, you know, the the traditional
0: route barbers versus uh convention or like show barbers versus like let me just cut you in my, my backyard. Or do you feel like, you know, there's a... Is there a huge separation of them? Like, do you feel like only show barbers can do... Not only shows, but, like, if you're really good at shows, you can't really... Insert yourself into a barber shop.
1: In a uh, sense. nah, cause cause everybody. I mean, everybody has their own niches and and their mind. Just it's, it's a lot of great barbers out there. Good barbers uh, all over the country, all over the world. It's a uh, good barber. So you know, guys are just getting the competition just for fun, just to see how they you know fare up against the next man and stuff like that. Uh, so it just it just depends on the barber. It definitely depends on the barber when uh
0: when speaking about how long you know you want to cut versus where you see the business going um you know obviously you're you're in your dad's as a teacher once again um and then you also own your own barbershop like do you see growth outside do you want to shop outside
1: of Arizona one day or are you kind of just uh I, man who wouldn't who definitely wouldn't, wouldn't want to turn into a national franchise or anything like that but I mean I don't know what the future holds but I hope I hope it's bright. You know. Uh, you know, hopefully I could get to that point where I could have one outside the uh, outside the state of Arizona or even open up multiple ones here. Uh, definitely. It's a lot of opportunity. Arizona is uh, definitely growing. You know, we're not like most uh, most cities, especially Phoenix. We're, we're growing still. We're expanding wide. We're still we're not growing up yet. We we're expanding a lot of property. Man, of a growth. lot of growth. Yes, a lot of growth. So definitely, and that's why I always say too. Another plug uh, for the barber college. It's a it's a shortage for barbers out here. So that's why there's always you know uh, people interested in in uh, coming to be a barber because it's 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 such a growing growing field out here. It's definitely a growing field, and it's always you know room for expansion. And and one thing about barbering, like you'll never be able to cut everybody. There's so much money out here to be made. You'll mm-hmm. never be able to cut. Like, oh, I want to cut him. I'm gonna cut them, them, them. Nah, it's not. There's no way. It's not even possible. It's not even possible. You'd be have to be open 24 hours. You know, seven days a week, and you still wouldn't be able to cut everybody. So that's
0: the crazy part. And yeah. You cut your own hair now? Or I cut.
1: You- yeah, at, from time to time I come on here, but I usually have my my guy CT cut me up over there. My my coworker teammate them, yeah, teammate partner yeah, in crime let them cut me up and stuff
0: like that what's up have keep, you ever me right. have you ever uh <laughs> have you ever had a bat, like a horror story kind of like where you were like, I'm so sorry, or like, you know, like you cut a
1: kid and they are moving too much in the mom Nah I you start learning you gotta have quick reflexes. Definitely have quick reflexes. But a pet peeve though, when cutting hair, Oh, yes. Know, some of these guys. Yes, some guys on, bring, probably do it. So bring us down
0: some pet peeves. So so say laugh. so
1: say you like, so say you cutting a guy's hair, don't look me in the eyes. <laughs> While I'm edging you up, I'm on your forehead, you looking at me in the eyes. <laughs> save that for your female, or let me say, you know, save that for your female. <laughs> Uh, another one you'll have, uh, like, uh, guys that keep their hand on the armrest. you close trying to edge them up. So it's almost like, uh, you got to kind of keep your, your waist out. You got to stay away from them. You don't want their hand touching something, you know? So it's like, come on, man. So, uh, and then you got people that want to talk while they're getting their mustache done, stuff like that. They'll like move their mouth to the side, just get their words out. Like, man, chill. You got like a couple minutes. We're gonna get done. Does you the phone coming out under the
0: smock piss you off?
1: Not really. You it's know, not as bad not as not, the other ones. Not not as bad. <laughs> not as uh, bad. But definitely the the looking look, in, look at your barber in the eyes. Don't look him in the eyes like that. I do think do, do him a justice and do me a justice. And then another one too is like people with grease. They'll put all this pomade. You know, they'll put Murray's. Shout dax. They'll put all this goo in their hair thinking, like, that's going to help the haircut out. But, in fact, it hinders the haircut because not only you're clogging our clippers as well as, like, say if you're getting a fade or whatever. Say if you're getting a fade, the hair is going to stick to the skin. So, it's like, it's horrible. So, please do us a favor and shampoo your hair before you come in. Don't come in with all that damn grease. (laughs) Please. Oh, man what's going on say it loud so just like you heard it from my man mr arthur knox
0: please don't look at barber in his eyes you know this nonetheless i just wanted to tell you guys once again if you have anything you want to advertise or you want to get a commercial in on this let me know hit me up i want to get your stuff out there so i can stop talking so much if you haven't learned yet all i care about is others right now support is free but nonetheless let's get back to the episode And we are back once again. Last part to say aloud podcast. It is your host Bill Boogie the Beast on the greatest podcast. One day, maybe tomorrow, but nonetheless, wanted to talk about one last thing with my man Art. Um, going from your passion for teaching uh, into you know the passion of barbering and you know making an impact you know, with somebody walking into an interview or just, you know, just public, you know, just confidence, uh, self-confidence um, into your love for fitness. And now uh, you have a, a new love in your life uh, for about two years now is your daughter. Yes. How was it? Uh, how did it feel when, uh, you know, you first found out you were going to be a father?
1: New experience. Somebody never, you know, I didn't expect, you know, I was like very nervous, but you know, you can't you never gonna be ready, you just gotta get ready. Mm. So, uh yeah, it was a blessing. Blessing to have uh Haven Justice Knox, very beautiful, uh and very active. Uh little girl. She's Just like that, her
0: dad, active, ripping and running.
1: She's in that terrible two phase, uh, very active. But uh yeah, it's been a blessing. Uh it definitely definitely humbled me. Uh definitely she keeps me grounded too. Uh definitely a blessing. Great bundle of joy. Uh, I had a, a funny story. I remember the first time I had to change a diaper. Oh, I was, so, I was so nervous. First time I changed a diaper, I'm like, oh, man, I do not know what I'm doing. And I know she could tell. She she could look at me and tell I didn't know what I was doing because she was looking funny at me, strange. Like, what is going on? It probably took me like 30 minutes to put change a diaper. <laughs> and then by the time I got it on, I look up and I was like, wait, something's not right. I ended up putting it on backwards. Oh. So I was like, yeah, the, the diapers on backwards. So that was like a whole new experience for me. But now I could change them in my sleep. I do it with my eyes closed. Here we go. And it, uh, But, uh, yeah, I definitely, like I said, I definitely, it's nothing like being a father. You know, it's a it's a great experience. It's something that, I mean, I hope every male would want to do. It's definitely a great, great experience. Whatever. Don't do it too soon, though. Wrap it up. Safe sex until, you know, it's time. Get all your goals and stuff accomplished and then definitely... Uh, proceed.
0: Well, when, when proceed, I like that. Um, when it comes to like, you know, the, the balance of, uh, you know, being a barber, spending that time, like you said, still finding time to be fitness and now being a father. Um, did you, do you find it, uh, a challenge or is it kind of like, you know, like you said, obviously you weren't none, Nobody's ever ready when it first comes unless you're planning, but then you still don't know when you're going to be ready. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of that balance, you know, talking through that as a business owner, how, how is was that
1: at, yeah, definitely. Uh, you got to definitely have balance. You got to make sacrifices. And that could be, uh, you know, it could be financially. It could be uh, uh, physically, you know, sleep, sleep wise. You know, you definitely have to make sacrifices and stuff. But you got to just find a way to, you know, create a balance. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than others for others as you know, as opposed to some where you got to find that balance. and uh, And just, you know, like I said, balance is everything.
0: What is what has fatherhood taught you um,
1: that you didn't know prior uh, about life? What has fatherhood taught me? It's taught me definitely be more patient, patient, and uh, man, you'll spoil your child. I know that mm. you will look at them; they got you wrapped around your finger. It's crazy. Mm. You be like, "That's me." And then a lot of times too, you start seeing like your personality, personality, and all that. You start seeing that in your in your child. Like what's the old saying: "The fruit don't fall too far from a tree." You definitely, definitely, definitely see that that fruit. Do you ever see, uh, you know, kind of like how? Because your your
0: sisters now she's she's younger, she's older, young, older. she's older than you. Um, have you ever seen like, or you know, like how your dad and your sisters chemistry? Do you see that in yourself? Kind of like, man, I am my dad now in a sense, like with fatherhood at all.
1: Yeah, you start seeing those those characteristics definitely. We're like, and then, man, I'm just like my. I did another thing. You just like. <laughs> And then another thing too, you take on like you have these instincts, like these parenting instincts. Like uh, you know, you don't know, sleep as as you know your light your sleep is lighter. Uh, you know, uh, you just have parenting instincts kick in. Mm. You can almost like a superhero. <laughs> you feel like, and that's where you should be. Your child should look at you like that as a superhero, super dad. Um, you know, just one more question, and we can wrap it up.
0: Um, but you know, just with everything going on, um, you know, the growth of, of the barber and all that stuff, uh, where do you want to see the barbering community? Um, or do you feel like there's a, not a negative, but something holding back, you know, just the, the, the barbering world, I guess you could say as a whole in Arizona, in a sense that you want to see grow?
1: Uh, I want to see, uh, more, just like more professionalism. I feel like the more professional you are, uh, the more income you create. Uh, so definitely more professionalism, basically meaning maybe the price of haircuts go up because, I mean, uh, the products that we that we purchase and that we make people look good are getting with, cheaper, are not definitely not getting cheaper. Those are are raising. So definitely. I mean, don't be don't be mad at your barber out there, guys, if they you, you know, you you come in one day and you see a notice saying uh, effective on such and such day, there'll be a price increase because, I mean, we're we're we're. Uh, we're susceptible and we 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 have a right to have a raise too as well as if you work on your 9 to 5 whatever you do and your boss comes to you and say hey you know what you're getting a raise you know starting such and such day so i feel like we're entitled to a raise too just just as well you know uh like they they always say like your barber is is undercharging you they're doing you a favor so definitely uh uh you know Definitely don't be mad at us if we try to uh, have a rate hike. Show some love. Cost, man. Yeah, the cost of living is increasing, so, I mean, we should be able to do the same. I feel that. So, last question I always ask every single person when they come on the podcast
0: um, is to write a letter uh, to themselves or um, to something. And I want you to write a letter to your daughter um, getting ready to graduate high school. Okay. So, future, um, and kind of just what you would say to her. What I would say to her right now? Well, you're going to write a letter to her and she would technically read it on graduation day at 17 or
1: 18 years old, going into the real world. Uh, what would the words say on there? Uh, I, I tell her, beware of these boys out here. Don't trust them. Uh, and the, I'm, uh, what else? What else? Not definitely got to reiterate that they're that they're beautiful. Uh, they're going to be successful because you want to, you know, you want to make you want to make your daughter or your child. You want to make them feel like whoever, you know, comes into their life or whoever, like if they get a significant other like that, you want to they want to have a role model like on how they should, how they should be treated. You know, you don't want want them to be with somebody that treats them like shit. You know what I'm saying? You want them to have high standards. So definitely high standards. I want to basically make my daughter feel like she has high standards and everything, education, uh, you know, physically, emotionally, all that. You want to have high standards in everything that you do and just let them know you're going to be successful. Uh, you're going to go to college, fitness college. You're going to go out there and get you a good, a good job. Uh, create create a good life for yourself And make sure that, that That partner that you do End up encountering Make sure that they all What's the old saying? Make sure that they're equally yoked And that you'll find you A good partner
0: mm, mm.
1: Okay? And I love you And of course You you gotta add that I love you <laughs> you, can't, you can't reiterate that enough
0: I, I, I'm sure know? I'm sure of yeah. it Well Art You know what I'm saying? Once again Thank you so much For sitting down with me today The floor is yours Anything you wanna plug? Thanks, anything you wanna say? Thanks
1: for having me Uh Thank you guys for listening. If you're still listening, uh, better, I man. appreciate I appreciate you guys. Uh, I appreciate Jordan for letting me come on and uh, you know chit chat, get my my two cent. Hopefully, you learned a little bit of something. If not, you know, oh well. But uh, definitely, Jake rocks. You still get his yeah, haircut. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and like I said, uh, if you're interested in Barber College or you want to know a little bit more about the school, we have a website. It's called www.universalbarbercollege.com. As as well as, like I said, we're located on 1202 South 7th Avenue, Phoenix, Arizona, zip code 85007. We're uh, uh, right off of 7th Avenue and Buckeye on the southwest corner in the plaza. So definitely anytime, feel free to come down, check us out or call if you're interested. Like I said, college is not for everybody. So uh, if you want to, uh, you know, do secondary program, do secondary uh, education or vocational school, definitely come check us out. Your kids or, you know, you got friends, relatives, whatever. And then as well as my barbershop, like I said, located on uh, 802 South 15th Avenue, Phoenix, Arizona, 85007. It's called Arthur's Hair Design. Definitely check us out. Uh, we will get you right. Get in there, man. Uh, right. I'm telling
0: you, it's, it's a dope-ass barbershop. Yeah. You just go sit in sometimes. Dope
1: atmosphere. Like we said, we got guys that'll get a haircut and they might sit there for four or five hours after the cut just for Facts. the atmosphere. Facts. So definitely – Uh, But once again, thanks for having me. I hope you guys have a blessed and wonderful day. And keep listening to Jordan. I'm sure he's going to have even more better guests on.
0: Man,
1: well, you know, like you said, everybody's a great
0: guest once they sit down with me. But once again, it is your host, Boogie the Beast on Say Loud Podcast. Thank you
1: so much for tuning in, guys. Until next episode, stay black and stay woke.